What's going on guys, Austin here. And in this video, we are going to be taking a look at the Extra Points 2022 playoff predictions. So I know that the playoffs have already started. I had a pretty busy Easter weekend um, and leading up to that. So every single every single team, uh, every single game, has only series has only gone one game. So, um, you know, I doubt that's going to change my opinion on any of these. I don't think it did, but let's take a look. So this is what the playoff field looks like in the Eastern Conference. You've got the one seed Miami Heat, the two seed Boston Celtics across the side. Those are the top seeds uh, on each side of that Eastern Conference bracket. Um, Heat are up 1-0, the Sixers are up 1-0, the Celtics are up 1-0, and the Bucks are up 1-0. Um, I've got the Miami Heat moving forward. Pretty strong. Um, maybe Atlanta gets a game if, you know, Trey Young goes off, but Miami is so good defensively. It's going to be really hard for Atlanta to be able to do anything uh, without Trey Young just absolutely going off. I've got Philadelphia moving on past Toronto. Again, not a big surprise. When it comes down to it, the two best players in the series are both on Philadelphia. And as good as a depth team as, you know, Toronto has and as good of experience as they have, they don't have, you know, a top 10 player. They don't have a top 15. They might not even have a top 20, 25 player, just depending on how you feel about Pascal Siakam. Uh, this series should be quick. It's probably going to be six, five games. I'd be surprised if it went six uh, a little bit, but I'd be shocked if it went seven. On the other side, uh, Boston versus the Nets. I actually have the Nets moving on in this series. I think KD played one of the worst games that he could have possibly played, and the Nets barely lost. They lost on a crazy last-second, you know, spinning layup where Tatum was going 90 miles an hour, and he had the ball in his hand with 0.4 seconds left or something like that. So um, all of that being said, I think Boston – I mean – First of all, the Nets have the two best players in the series. And second of all, I mean, Boston, they've been they've been playing with the idea of competing for a long time. They've never actually made the move, and I don't think that this year is the, any special year for them. And then as far as the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Chicago Bulls, uh, I mean, the Chicago Bulls, they're not, they're not anything unless DeMar DeRozan is doing amazing, and right now he's not. Um, they need a defensive center. Nikola Vucevic is not the guy for that team. You know, if they could end up getting a guy like Miles Turner away from the Pacers, that would be an amazing fit for them. But for now, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks sh should dispatch of the Bulls relatively easily. Um, I'm going to say it's going to be a, a sweep. At worst, it's going to be a gentleman sweep. Um, oh, the Boston series, Boston Nets. I wouldn't be surprised if that one went seven games. That's a very evenly matched series right there. Uh, now we're in the Eastern Conference semifinals. So we've got the Miami Heat versus the Philadelphia 76ers. These semifinals are – the Eastern Conference is going to be so difficult to pick. Like, honestly, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really touch any of these games as a future bet. Um, I'd, I'd absolutely have to see how each of the teams are playing, but these, these four teams are so good. Um, I've got the Heat moving on, which is crazy because Philadelphia has the number one and number two best player in the series. But I think that 
the Miami Heat have three, four, five, six, maybe even seven. Um, like their entire starting five might be better than the next five on Philadelphia. Um, if you want to include Tyler Hero as a starter, he's not a starter. He's going to win six man of the year, but he's one of the five best players. Neither here nor there. This should be a good series. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this one went seven games. It's either going to go one way or the other. Either one of these two teams is going to be just completely overmatched. And, you know, whether it's Miami's defensive schemes or Philadelphia's star power, one way or the other, one of these teams is either going to get overmatched or I think it's going to be a good seven-game series that the Heat win. I don't have, you know, a, a heat, and, heat and six prediction. Uh, and then on the other side, I feel like this one's going to go the same way. Um, it's either it's either going to be an incredibly tight seven-game series or, you know, Giannis is just going to come wipe the floor with the Nets in a sweep or, you know, KD is just going to absolutely go off and no matter what Giannis does, there's nothing he can do. Like, it's either one way or the other. Uh, but my official prediction is that the Nets squeak by in this one. I think it's going to this one's going to be a good uh, seven-game, six-game series, something like that. And the Nets, who are finally all playing together with the addition of Ben Simmons, I believe he will be coming back in the Boston series. And with the addition of Ben Simmons uh, being able to play like a Dennis Rodman type of role where he's just out there for rebounds and defense and occasional passing out of the post, um, the Nets are going to be moving on in this series, which is going to lead to one of the most interesting Eastern Conference finals uh, that we've seen in a while. Um, the Miami Heat and the Brooklyn Nets, these are two big market teams. And, you know, the Nets driven by star power, nothing else. The Heat, just a, you know, defense, teamwork, good coaching, you know, absolutely great culture. It's, it's going to be a really, really interesting matchup. Um, but I have the Heat moving on. I think that's a, it's going to be a five or six game series. I think that, that they match up with too many teams defensively not to make it out of the East and they have enough balanced firepower, at least offensively. I mean, they have enough balanced offensive power to be able to handle uh, what the two stars on the nets will throw at them. All right. And now we have the Western conference. This is what the Western conference bracket looks like. We've got the one seed Phoenix suns over here on the left, the two seeded Memphis Grizzlies over here on the right. Uh, Phoenix is up 1-0. The Jazz, uh, five seed, are up 1-0. The Timberwolves, uh, the seventh seed or equivalent, are up 1-0. And the Golden State Warriors are up 1-0 on the Denver Nuggets. So first game, I've got Phoenix moving on. I think that Phoenix just has so much going for them. They're, they're a top five offense, top five defense. They've got, you know, they've got two of the four, five best guards in the NBA. They've got the best uh, point guard, shooting guard combo in the NBA. They've got, uh, you know, incredible amount of athleticism uh, from their forwards and bigs. I don't think that, uh, I don't think that the Pelicans can really handle them. Uh, over on this side for the uh, Mavericks Jazz, I don't know what's going on with Luka Doncic. And without Luka Doncic, I think it's going to be a, I think all the games are going to be very close games because, I mean, Utah is just never really that good. Um, but I think Utah is going to pull out of, 
you know, maybe five games are going to win. The, they're going to win four. Um, <clears throat> now, if Luca was in this series, I'd probably pick the Mavericks in six or seven, but instead I'm going to go Jazz in five. Uh, I think it's I think it's a really close matchup regardless. The Jazz are certainly a better team, but the Mavericks would have the better player if he was playing. Uh, and then over here, we've got the Grizzlies versus the Timberwolves. I've got the Grizzlies moving on despite the Timberwolves winning game one. Uh, I think that the Grizzlies just, they're a young team. They had taken quite a bit of time off during, you know, during the play-in. Uh, you know, the Timberwolves are hot. They have, they have all the chemistry in the world right now. And they're, you know, they're coming off a super emotional high by actually making the playoffs, you know, beating the play-in, uh, play-in team. So that's going to settle. I'd be shocked if the Timberwolves won game two as well. And if they do, then maybe I need to take them seriously and not have the Grizzlies move on. But for now, Memphis is going to win. I'd, I'd say they're probably going to win in, in five, um, six, if not five. And then the Golden State Warriors versus the Denver Nuggets. These are two teams that uh, they don't match up well. Like both teams, uh, their weaknesses are the other team's strength. So, you know, Denver has no Denver has no defense. They don't have any uh, excellent perimeter players, you know, with with Michael Porter Jr. and uh, Jamal Murray out. And, you know, that's what that's what Golden State does best. You know, they, they, they attack you from the wings with Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins and Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and, you know, Draymond Green running that show. And then the Golden State Warriors don't have any rim protection. They don't have a good center. They haven't had a good center in a couple of years. You know, the days of, uh, you know, JaVale McGee and, and those amazing elite fives that they had back then. Um, and so Jokic, I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up having a great series, but they're still going to lose uh, because Golden State's just too good. Denver, I mean, Jokic can't carry a team. He can't play defense. You know, if Jokic was a good defender, that'd be a different story. You know, I mean, if he was if he was somebody who, uh, you know, could play defense at a near Joel Embiid type level, not even that good, but, um, you know, somewhere up there, that would change the, the whole game plan for the Nuggets because the Nuggets have weak defenders all across the roster, but they'd at least be able to cut off the three-point line and send everybody to the to the rim at Jokic, but he's a weak defender. So Golden State probably moves on in four or five. Back to the Phoenix Suns, Utah Jazz. This is a great 1990s matchup right here, but I've got Phoenix moving on. I think they've got the best point guard in the league and they've got a top two or three uh, shooting guard in the league, you know, just depending on how you feel about, you know, James Harden or Clay Thompson or Luka Doncic and wherever you place them at is James Harden a point guard is Luka Doncic a, a shooting guard or small forward. What are they? I don't know, but I know that they've got great guards. And last year in the playoffs, what we saw from DeAndre Ayton was that he, he's not a top three, top four, five center. But he can he can go tit for tat with a lot of those guys on his best days. He'll be going, you know, 18 points, 14 rebounds, you know, while Rudy Gobert is going to be out here, you know, grabbing, you know, 15 points and 17 boards, um, you know, five or six blocks, whatever you want from him. Uh, DeAndre Ayton is going to be able to do something to match that. And then at that point, 
you've got you've got Bogdanovich and you've got Donovan Mitchell who they work well together. You know, you'd rather have your on-ball player be the guy that be the guy that can't can't that doesn't shoot. So I think it's a good fit in there. Um, slightly better fit technically than the one that they have in Phoenix, but the guys that they have in Phoenix are just better players. Uh, they've got the best player in the series and Chris Paul. Um, and then the next, you know, the next three, whether you want Gobert or uh, Booker or Mitchell, wherever it falls in, it's a really great series. This one's probably going to go six, maybe seven, but I mean, Phoenix is just, Phoenix is just so stacked. <clears throat> And then the Memphis Grizzlies and the Golden State Warriors. This is a really interesting series because you've got what people are saying is, you know, the best young point guard in the league in John Morant. Uh, but he's almost an exact opposite stylistically of Steph Curry. Like all of his points are at the rim. He can't shoot very well. They're both small. So that's interesting. Uh, and I'm not going to call it a passing of the guard, but I do think this may, may be the last time that we see the Splash Brothers uh, together in the playoffs. And, you know, unfortunately for them, Memphis is knocking them out early. Uh, the Grizzlies have been absolutely stunning this year without John Morant. And if they can really just put it all together with him, there's no reason why they shouldn't be able to move on. They've got a great defender in Jaron Jackson Jr. who can match Draymond's intensity on the defensive side of the ball. And Ja, I mean, we all know Ja is going to get his against this Golden State defense. That's the key. I wouldn't be surprised if Jai averaged 37 in this series just because there's nobody that's going to stop him. And then between Phoenix and Memphis, uh, you know, you've got you've got two good uh, young guards, futures of the league and Devin Booker and John Morant. But unfortunately for the Grizzlies, they don't have anybody that can reach the star power level of DeAndre Ayton and Chris Paul. Both teams are excellent uh, as far as depth is concerned, you know, along the bench. They're both coached really well. I think Phoenix is coached better. I think Phoenix has the best player and probably the second best player before you get to John Morant. And then it's DeAndre Ayton. So of the four best players in the series, three of them play for Phoenix. And there's just too much. There's too much firepower, no pun intended, uh, for the Phoenix Suns not to win this. Uh, Western Conference matchup. And then here we have the NBA Finals between the two <clears throat> hottest teams in the NBA. That one was intended. The Phoenix Suns and the Miami Heat probably looking at uh, the two best coaches in the league right now today. At least they've done the best jobs so far. You know, an argument could be made for, you know, a Taylor Jenkins or um, – he, I think his name is Ime up in Boston. I mean, he, they're all doing excellent jobs, but these guys are just absolutely killing it with what they have right now. I love these matchups because, you know, what you've, what you've got is, you know, you've got Chris Paul and Jimmy Butler, the, the great Wiley vets who, you know, know how to put their teams in excellent spots. Well, you know, I mean, Jimmy's a small forward and and CP3 is a point guard, obviously, but I mean, they still, they still play the same role on the team. Jimmy's a little bit better defensively while Chris Paul, you know, he's better handling the ball. And then you've got Devin Booker matching up, you know, on the other side. Well, maybe, I mean, maybe I should do, you know, point guard for point guard, Kyle Lowry and Chris Paul, you know, two of the biggest booty guys in the NBA. That's going to be a really, 
voluptuous matchup if we ever get that. Um, I mean, Kyle Lowry, he's good. I think he's, you know, right now today, probably 80% of Chris Paul, who, in my opinion, is the best point guard in the NBA. Uh, And then you've got Devin Booker and and Jimmy Butler, who both very good scorers. Um, Jimmy is going to do it from the rim and in the mid-range. And then in the playoffs, you know, as opposed to the regular season, he shot a lot and he shot incredibly well last year, if I'm not mistaken, through his first final or for, through his first playoff series, he'd already made more threes uh, in the playoffs than he had in the entire regular season, which is crazy. Um, but, you know, it just goes to show the next gear that he has to get to. Then Bam at a bio versus DeAndre Ayton, beautiful matchup. You've got guys like Cam Johnson who, you know, could be playing right up against Tyler Hero. These are just phenomenal matchups. And I would love to see this happen so much i doubt it will because this would be too perfect and i would be too happy to see this happen so the basketball gods will not allow me to be this happy but the winner i have is the phoenix suns uh the reason is because i think that they're just slightly deeper and they're slightly better i think their best player is you know chris paul as far as best players go i think it goes cp3 then jimmy butler then devin booker then Bam Adebayo, DeAndre Ayton, Kyle Lowry. So the Suns just seem to be just one step ahead of everybody on the Heat. Heat have some pretty good depth later on. Still haven't even gotten to guys who can shoot the ball like crazy, like Duncan Robinson or guys that can just get their own shot like Tyler Hero. But my finals MVP is Chris Paul. Um, it's basically you know going to come down to a couple – a couple of big games and big moments where, you know, he's hitting clutch shots. Uh, I have him going for 19 points per game, which is well above his season average, Uh, you know, 10 assists per game, which is a couple assists above his season average, five rebounds, one and a half steals and, you know, 0.8 blocks. I just threw a random number in there below, below one. Uh, But I have him going for basically 50, 40, 90, you know, 49, 38, 92, while the Suns went in six, I wouldn't be surprised if CP averaged, you know, a couple more assists in the series, but it's going to be a defensive series. Uh, if this game, if this series ends up getting played, I wouldn't be surprised if what we're looking at is like an average winner's score of like 103, you know, like maybe a couple games around 110, but there's going to be a couple games around 90. But that's my NBA finals my nba playoffs that's what we're looking at this year let me know what you think uh don't forget to like this video and subscribe to our content to stay up stay up to date on all of our future videos